الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإنك لعلى خلق عظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من شيء أسقل في ميزان العبد المؤمن يوم القيامة من خلق حسن وإن الله ليبغض الفاحش البذي أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تبارك وتعالى has made deen a complete way of life for us and a most perfect way of life. Allah Ta'ala Himself revealed the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif in the Nisla'a towards the latter part, really some two and a half months before the Nisla'a departed from the world. Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَكْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَةِ وَرَضِيْتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَةِ That I have now perfected for you your deen. And I have completed my favor upon you. And I am pleased with Islam as being a way of life. So deen is a complete and a perfect way of life. It is unlike just some religion that some others believe in. That in the place of worship they have a religion. And outside the place of worship, they are free to do what they want. Rather, deen of Islam is something that governs a person's life, whether he is in the masjid, whether he is at home, whether he is in his shop, whether he is at his job, whether it is a wedding, or whether it is a funeral. From birth to death, every aspect of a person's life, he has been given complete guidance, and complete uh, a way in how to conduct himself and how to make this life a success and earn the everlasting success of the hereafter. So this complete way of life, it includes our ibadat, that the person will perform his salah regularly. There is no deen without salah. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu has emphasized this to such a, such a point that Nabi Sallallahu says that the person who misses one salah, man fatatu salatun faka'anna ma wutira ahluhu wa maluhu person who misses one salah it is as if all his family and wealth, everything has been lost in one go. Imagine Allah Ta'ala says such a calamity befall somebody, one person in some neighboring country, there was some accident in the house, somehow some fire caught up, heater or whatever, and this person tried to save four of his children were in that room where the fire engulfed the room. But in front of him, he couldn't pass through because of the intensity of the fire, and there was no way they could get out. And in front of his eyes, four of his children and his wife somehow had gone to bring them out, she got trapped inside. All five of them perished in the fire. The person went insane. 
Now this is the effect of losing a person's family, person sometimes person suffered a major loss in wealth, suddenly all his life earnings just went in one go. People have suffered heart attacks from this. Nabi Salaam is saying, a person who misses one salah, it is as if all his family and all his wealth has been lost in one go. So a mu'min, he will be conscious about his salah, obviously, there is no deen without salah. And likewise, all the other ibadat, whether it is the aspect of zakat, zakat is due upon him, he will fulfill that. If hajj is compulsory upon him, he will discharge that. The month of Ramadan comes, he will pass. So all the aspects of ibadat he will have in his life, without doubt. But deen doesn't finish off with ibadat. Obviously, his aqaid and beliefs come before that, in fact. His beliefs are in place. He's got the correct aqaid and beliefs. His ibadat is in place. But deen is beyond that as well. There are aspects that give him complete guidance of how he must conduct his business, his monetary affairs, whatever dealings he has with people, how to conduct himself in that. Nabi Islam says, Rahim Allahu Rajulan Sahlan. This is one example. That Rahim Allahu Rajulan Sahlan is a ba'a, wa is a shara, wa is a ktaba. Allah Ta'ala shower down his mercy upon a person who is easy going. In what? That he's buying, he's easy going. He's not trying to squeeze the last bit out of the person. That he must give it to him for nothing. He's easy going. He is buying it at a fair price. He's happy with that. He's not trying to squeeze the last drop out. And when he's a shtara, when he's a ba'a, when he's selling also he's easy going. He's not trying to squeeze out the maximum price out of the person. And when he's buying also he's easy going, he's not trying to take it away for nothing. And if he has sold on credit, then when he is now demanding payment also he's easy going. Now this is a guidance from Nabi Shalom, how to conduct oneself in one's business. Then all the other various details about a person who conducts himself with honesty and with righteousness. Such a trader will be raised with the Ambiari Musalaam with the shuhada, with the martyrs on the day of Qiyamah. Can you imagine what a great virtue is being expressed? He will, the trader who is honest and truthful, he's not cutting corners anywhere. Then he will be raised with the Ambiyari Musalaatu Salaam, the Siddiqeen and the shuhada on the day of Qiyamah. So a mu'min has his dealings in order as well. And then there is the branch of being known as Mu'asharat, social life, how he interacts with people, with his family, with his parents, with his family, with his wife and children, with his neighbors, and the extended people, extended family and others in society. All part of deen. And then comes the branch of deen which is known as akhlaq, which sometimes we give little concerned towards many a person doesn't regard it as anything to do with deen whereas it is such an essential part of deen that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says in the hadith that we recited that ma min shay'in asqalu fi mizan al-abdil mu'min yawm al-qiyamah min khuluqin hasan in the day of qiyamah every person will have to give an account of his deen 
and on that day the deeds will be weighed the deeds won't be counted the deeds will be weighed and what was the weight of a person's deeds accordingly that is how he will be judged so sometimes the person is doing a righteous action but if the righteous action is being, doing, being done with a wrong intention then it will be without any weight it will carry no weight because it was done with the wrong intention and sometimes it might be a small act but done solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala that will carry tremendous weight it will weigh down heavily in his scale of good deeds so Nabi Islam is saying on the day of Qiyamah there is nothing heavier on the scale of good deeds of a person من خلق الحسن then good character, akhlaq and then further Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَيُبْغِضُ الْفَاحِشَ الْبَذِيمِ on the one side this is so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that this is the heaviest thing after obviously the parais, the compulsory aspect the heaviest thing some person might think might be that the person who has read Quran Sharif the whole day and night or somebody who kept fast every day of the year or somebody who made tahajjud the whole night indeed these are very very great amal but the beast class is saying even heavier than these nafil actions is the aspect of good akhlaq, good character and what is good character? good character in very very short words the summary of it and the crux of it is that a person undertakes difficulty upon himself but he gives comfort to others in every sense of the word it doesn't matter taking the pain on himself but he won't give pain to others whether it is in the aspect of his emotion he will follow his anger and he smile at somebody he will sacrifice his comfort for somebody else's comfort he will forego his right and give somebody else their right and in every facet of life this akhlaq is applicable it permeates all the other branches of being as well the mu'amalat that we spoke about if there's akhlaq the mu'amalat will be in order if there's akhlaq that the mu'asharat that social interaction will be in order Nabi Salaam is saying that this is the heaviest thing on the scales of good deeds of a person how does he deal with people, with what akhlaq, what is character and character is akhlaq starts off deep down inside the heart it is a state of the heart and the state of the heart this brings about a certain type of action certain type of word it brings certain type of conduct but it starts off inside. A person can pretend, but he can pretend for a while only. I can pretend to be very humble. Humility is a part of akhlaq. A person can pretend to be very humble. Beforehand, he can give a speech about how humble he is. I am a nobody and I am nothing. And then just after the speech, suddenly out of the blue, somebody comes and asks him, Mr. Nothing. And he says, Who do you think you're talking to? So, the humility that is inside, that is what the reality is that will express itself when a person is tested on the spot 
out of the blue somebody said to him something which is offensive. How does he react? Person let alone reacting to others out on the street or somebody in his business or some extended family member. Unfortunately, people react, let alone in vulgar ways. People are reacting even violently against their own parents. Vulgarity was an unthinkable thing. Let alone vulgarity, it has become violence now against one's own parents. Because this is the level to which our akhlaq has dropped. Whereas Allah Wasallam, the akhlaq that he displayed, and as we mentioned, the crux of it, the summary of it all, person is ready to take any pain on himself, don't give pain to others. Ready to undertake discomfort, but don't give discomfort to others. He's ready to forego his rights, but don't forego anybody else's rights. And Nabi Sallallahu displayed this. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala testified to the akhlaq of Nabi Sallallahu in the Quran Sharif, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That you are indeed on the highest level of character. The highest level of akhlaq. Nobody could surpass Nabi Sallallahu could come close to him. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, somebody asked her that what was the akhlaq of Nabi sallallahu how did he conduct himself indoors? Because this is the real place where a person gets tested. And this is where his inside gets exposed. Outside in public, many a person and all of us, we can conduct ourselves in a very controlled and calm manner. Outside we can be very pleasant. Outside we can be very, very cordial. But the real test is indoors. And this is where a person's akhlaq really comes out. Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu the noble and chaste wife of Rasulullah she is being asked what was the akhlaq of Nabi Sallallahu How did he conduct himself indoors? So her reply and answer is, and who are we talking about? We are talking about that personality who is Sayyidul Anbiya wal Mursaleen the leader of all the Anbiya Ali who there couldn't have been any person with greater responsibility than him. He had the responsibility of the whole world and the whole Ummah. Sometimes we say, no, I'm under very much pressure, a lot of stress, very, very stressed out. That is why I reacted in this way and I spoke in this manner and I did this. Who could have had more pressure than Nabi Sallallahu who could have had greater worry and concern than him? In the hadith, it is described about him, mutawasil al-ahzan, da'im al-fikra. Forever in this perpetual concern about the ummah. And there couldn't have been anybody with greater concern than him. And nobody with greater responsibility than him. And nobody with greater uh, work than him. And busier than him. Yet indoors, says Aisha Rizillah has been asked, how did Nabi Sallallahu conduct himself indoors? She says, indoors, bashar. He was like any other human being. In the sense that, if a person is a very humble person down to earth, and he doesn't have any servants at home, he doesn't regard himself as anybody, how will he conduct himself at home? That is how Nabi Sallallahu conducted himself. In the sense that he made no demand. He did his work himself. <coughs> if he needed to mend his shoe, 
Can we imagine? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu If we have some small little position of authority, we regard these menial tasks as something beyond us. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu is being described. If he should need it, mending, he didn't ask anybody to do it. He sat down to do it himself. If his garment needed some packing, he sat down to pack his garment himself. He needed milk, he would go to that sheep that is out there, that goat, he would milk his goat himself, it was regarded as a very menial task. If a person had a servant, he would never do it himself, he'll do it, he'll inspect the servant. And otherwise, some person who feels it beyond his dignity, he'll command somebody else in the house, you do it. Nabi Islam would go and bring and, and milk that goat himself. And he would take care of all his work on his own. Not that nobody else would want to do it. But before they even knew what he wanted done, he already started doing it. This was his way indoors. This is the akhlaq of a person. Not the snapping of fingertips and if something hasn't been done and a person is enraged, as if everybody else is his servant. Whereas there's no servant. All are pastors in life. They even commanding and demanding. They will be serving one another out of muhabbat and love, out of compassion and mercy, but not out of commands and demands. Now, this is the akhlaq of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Ali Radiya Allah is asked, what, do, what, what was the way Nabi Sallallahu conducted himself? Again, bringing about the aspect of akhlaq. He described the akhlaq of Nabi Sallallahu He says, that sahal al-khuluq, layyin al-janib. Nabi Sallallahu was very easy going. Very, very soft-natured. Now, this is the aspect that we have to follow Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi The sunnah that are extremely important. Every sunnah is extremely important. Whether it is the sunnah of miswar, extremely important. It adds so much of value to a person's salah, 70 times more rewarding than salah becomes. So that sunnah too we will practice on. Whether it is the sunnah of eating, that will also make a person beloved in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. We'll practice on that sunnah as well. Whether it's the sunnah of sleeping, whether it's the sunnah of appearance, every sunnah, but the greatest sunnahs are the sunnahs that pertain to akhlaq and the inside of Nabi Sallallahu How did he conduct himself? We have to follow him in that also. It's an easy going nature. A mu'min is very easy going. A true ummati of Nabi Sallallahu is easy going. He's not a hard person. He's easy going. Lajin al-janib. Laysati fawwin wala ghalirin. Neither was he foul-mouthed. He wasn't hard-hearted. In the hadith that we discussed at the beginning, the Nabi said that the most, the heaviest thing on the scale of good deeds is good akhlaq. And then the second part of the same hadith, which is linked to what we are talking about, the Nabi says, Allah Ta'ala detests a person who is vulgar and obscene, which unfortunately has become like a fashion. Vulgarity and obscenity has become like a fashion. Whereas Nabi Sallallahu was never vulgar. In fact, it comes in the hadith, he never ever spoke harshly to his servant, to a slave. 
Whereas many a times, unfortunately, we get these kind of calls coming up or people asking this, that so-and-so friend of his is a non-Muslim, he wants to know now from this friend who is a Muslim. He wants to know, but why does my employer keep swearing at me? And is this what your religion teaches you? So, what kind of display of akhlaq are we giving? This is the real da'wah and the real invitation to Islam is how we conduct ourselves. The books are there on the shelf. And all the things in the media are displayed. But the real invitation is this mu'min. From head to toe how he conducts himself. This is what brought people into Islam. Indonesia, which is the biggest population of Muslims. <coughs> and the whole place came into Islam through Muslim sailors. But they came by the way people were attracted by the way they conducted themselves. Their manner, their honesty, the way they dealt. The good manner that they had with people. This is the aspect that brings people into being, invites them. So here Nabi Islam is being described. Neither was he foul-mouthed, nor was he hard-hearted. Many a person sometimes says that business can't run like without this. It is as if, in other words, we are saying, Na'udhu if I don't swear, Allah Ta'ala won't give me risk. If I don't use vulgar words, Allah Ta'ala won't give me roti, won't give me risk. La hawla wa la quwata illa Whereas Barakat comes in that risk, when a person conducts himself and acquires that risk in a manner that Allah is the least last commanded. In that soft-natured way, in that easy-going manner, Rahimallahu rajulan sahlan, that Rahimallah, the dua of the least last May Allah Ta'ala shower down his rahmat on the person who is easy going, when he's buying, when he's selling, when he's demanding payment. And this is by few examples of it, meaning every facet of that business, how he runs himself, he's easy going. He's ready to overlook some mistakes sometimes. And if he has to take that mistake to task, then he does it in a dignified way. Obviously he has certain limits, he can take it up to a certain point, but in a dignified way he will part ways with the person. But vulgarity, obscenity, all these things come nowhere close to a mu'min. So the, describing Nabi Islam says, Sahal al-khuluq layin al-janib, laysa bifawdin wala ghalirin, wala fahashin. He had nothing to do with any kind of vulgarity. Wala ayyabin. He would not be one to find fault. He's speaking out on fault. Many a times you see something that happens indoors. How that wife, every little thing, person will be picking out. Or sometimes, unfortunately, parents, people are picking out every little mistake of the parent and making an issue of it. A mu'min is somebody who makes peace. He doesn't create problems. And where there's a problem also, he's somebody to try and douse the flame. He's not somebody who gives more, puts more fuel to the fire. This is the way of Nabi Sallallahu And he was very, very soft-naked, very easy-going the highest level of akhlaq and there are so many incidents in his life that display this time has already run out but the lesson in all this is that we have to bring this branch of deen alive aspect of akhlaq this will become the biggest dawah in our businesses this will become the biggest dawah in society with the people that we interact with and every mu'min is a da'i is an invited to Allah and our biggest invitation is how we conduct ourselves our akhlaq.
Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us all the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and make us those, those kind of ummatis on the day of qiyamah and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam sees us he will be happy to see us because of the way we followed him in this dunya and we brought alive his akhlaq as well wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alamin